On today's episode of reallifepharmacology.com, I'm going to be covering acetaminophen. Acetaminophen goes by the brand name of Tylenol. It is one of the most common analgesics, one of the most common antipyretic or fever-reducing medications that you'll see out there, uh, used from pediatrics on to geriatrics uh, for the management of, of pain and fever primarily. Now, the, the mechanism of action of acetaminophen is a little bit um, of a mystery, so to, so to speak. They've got some theories, some suspected mechanism of action. It may be kind of a moderate uh, inhibitor of prostaglandin synthesis. It might kind of also act, you know, centrally in some way, shape, and form to block pain impulses. Bottom line, I don't ever recall... Uh, being asked the specific mechanism of action uh, on an exam or anything like that because it's not really, really well understood. So um, I would say focus more so on acetaminophen being a fever-reducing agent that can certainly act on that as well as relieve pain. Now, with when I compare acetaminophen, I always compare it to NSAIDs. So classic example being ibuprofen. Both are available over-the-counter. Patients have easy access to them. And I think you definitely want to know the differences between uh, acetaminophen and NSAIDs. So one of the, the main differences, I would say, is acetaminophen tends to be a little bit easier on geriatric patients. So the NSAIDs can, you know, cause kidney trouble, cause trouble with heart failure, uh, can cause trouble with GI bleeding, and acetaminophen doesn't really do that, certainly not to the extent at all um, that NSAIDs do that. So generally, it's a little bit uh, safer in most situations. Again, you have to look at the patient scenario, what's going on with them. Um, you know, probably the, the biggest thing that I look at that I review is I look and see if they have any liver issues, liver concerns. Uh, do they have cirrhosis of the liver, active liver disease in any way, shape, or form? Where acetaminophen might be a little bit more of a risk uh, to that type of patient. Uh, other considerations I'll look at is other medications that a patient may be on. So uh, if we've got a patient on isoniazid, for example, that's kind of a classic liver toxic agent, okay, that maybe could potentially enhance um, the risk of liver issues there. Uh, amiodarone, another example there. Um, maybe a, a methotrexate um, can cause some liver issues. So, you know, you might have a patient on numerous medications. Oftentimes those are the people that, that I work with. And if, if you see a bunch of liver toxic agents, you're probably going to want to be a little more uh, hyper aware of using that as acetaminophen. Not that necessarily you can't, but if you do, you, you want to keep an eye on that liver function for sure and make sure uh, that the patient is, is okay there. One other medical condition, medical concern I have in patients that we're going to recommend use acetaminophen for, um, you know, let's say chronic pain management, osteoarthritis, is patients who have had trouble with alcohol. So alcoholic patients, they may already have pre-existing liver issues and doing a significant amount of acetaminophen could potentially 
uh, exacerbate that. Other patients uh, that I'm going to look out for are patients who routinely take a lot of over-the-counter agents. I'm going to really target them and make sure they're well-educated about the -the over-the-counter medications that they're taking so that those meds don't have acetaminophen in it. In addition, we've got plenty of prescription medications as well. You think of the uh, combination opioids with acetaminophen. Uh, You know, there's Percocet, oxycodone, and acetaminophen. There's Norco, which is hydrocodone and acetaminophen. Just making sure that that patient is educated and aware uh, that we're not going over that 4,000 milligram dose threshold. That dose threshold is generally set at at 4,000 milligrams per day as the max. With that said, I have seen uh, individual cases where lower amounts have been recommended. So maybe we've got a a patient with some borderline liver issues. Uh, Maybe it's a a very, very geriatric patient that we've got some concerns in uh, about going over that limit. You may see um, target limits set Uh, at lower amounts than than 4,000 milligrams there. Uh, Dosing in pediatrics, 10 to 15 milligrams per kilogram per dose is the usual uh, point we go to there. It's not a bad one to commit to memory. It's definitely uh, so frequently utilized uh, to help with fever and and pain uh, in our pediatric patient population. Uh, mentioned the the combination products, uh, prescription combination products. You know the the Vicodins, the Percocets, the um, Lortabs, things like that. Keep an eye out on those as well as the over the counter preparations. Uh, the you know Tylenol PMs, the cough and cold preparations. So many of these combinations contain acetaminophen, and you definitely want to. Uh, educate your patients uh, about those com- combinations and to really look at the um, back of labels uh, to get an assessment there. An important test question that I always see come up, uh, the antidote to acetaminophen. So in the situation of unintentional or intentional overdose, uh, the antidote is acetylcysteine. So definitely a, a good one to remember um, that can come up on your exams for sure. Acetaminophen in general, I'd say, is pretty well tolerated as far as side effects goes. Uh, you know, every once in a while I'll see some stomach upset. Uh, maybe in a rare situation you might see a rash or something along those lines. Uh, again, probably by the time you see a patient, you work with a patient, at some point they've had acetaminophen in their life and they know, you know, whether they, they tolerate it or don't tolerate it. But very, very seldom do I see patients that are um, intolerant or allergic to acetaminophen. It just, it really doesn't happen too, too much. It's a, overall a pretty well, well-tolerated medication. Please take a quick time out, go support our sponsor, and we'll wrap up acetaminophen when we get back. Whether you're a nurse practitioner, nurse, pharmacist, pharmacy student, med student, meded101.com has a growing list of great resources to help with board exam preparation as well as becoming better 
at medication management and pharmacology. Meded101.com slash store is a fantastic resource you need to, to check out. Again, M-E-D-E-D101.com slash store, S-T-O-R-E. There was one other comparison that I wanted to make uh, acetaminophen to NSAIDs, and NSAIDs can definitely be a lot more advantageous in the setting of inflammation. Acetaminophen doesn't do that great a job. It helps with pain, it can help with headache, but and, and fever, of course, but acetaminophen itself does not do a great job of reducing inflammation. So disease states that I think of, um, the kind of the classic, classic example is rheumatoid arthritis. It's a disease of really significant inflammation, and acetaminophen just might not be that effective uh, at helping with the, the pain and inflammation associated with that. So kind of one more differentiating factor between acetaminophen uh, and the, the NSAIDs there. Drug interactions. Acetaminophen is usually pretty well tolerated, pretty minimal on the um, common drug interaction side of things. I did kind of point out before, if you've got drugs that are high risk for liver toxicity, you know that may be a little bit of an additive uh, drug interaction that we might need to kind of watch out for and, and monitor that liver function. Uh, one other one that I've, I've maybe seen rarely uh, is with warfarin. Uh, it's definitely not, in my opinion, definitely not as bad as the NSAIDs in that drug interaction. Um, but maybe when you go from, you know, really low doses to really high doses of acetaminophen, uh, you may, uh, there might be a low potential that you see some alterations uh, in that target INR and raised concentrations of warfarin within the body. So again, kind of summing up drug interactions, there aren't a, a real um, a high number of, of common drug interactions that happen with acetaminophen. And again, it's kind of another reason why it's the uh, preferred agent in maybe our geriatric polypharmacy type patients. I hope you enjoyed the episode today on acetaminophen. Uh, check us out, reallifepharmacology.com. I've got that free giveaway. It's a 100-question uh, practice pharmacology exam. Absolutely uh, free to you for kind of subscribing and, and following the, the website and the uh, podcast, of course. Take care and have a great day.